गाइस वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द फ्रीलांसिंग सीरीज आज के एपिसोड में वी हैव कवन कवन इज द फाउंडर ऑफ इंडी फोलियो एंड गेट क्रिएटर ये खुद एक फ्रीलांसर हुआ करते थे मोशन ग्राफिक्स करते थे एंड नाउ ही इज एम्पावरिंग इन गिविंग जॉब्स इन गिग्स टू सो मैनी फ्री इन्होंने एक ऐसा प्लेटफॉर्म क्रिएट करा है जिन्होंने बहुत सारे फ्री को अपॉर्चुनिटी दी है टू वर्क विद द बिगेस्ट ऑफ द ब्रांड्स सो If you are a freelancer, पहले तो जर्नी बहुत इंटरेस्टिंग है कि कैसे उन्होंने फ्रीलांसिंग कॉलेज में फ्रीलांसिंग करना शुरू करा फिर फ्रीलांसिंग करियर को काफी ऊपर लेकर गए महीने के एक से दो लाख रुपए कमाने लगे एंड देन उसके बाद फाइनली स्टार्टिंग हिज ओन कंपनी द गोल ऑफ दिस सीरीज इज टू मेक श्योर दैट यू बिकम अ बेटर फ्रीलांसर तो आपको जो भी सीखना है मुझे कॉमेंट्स में बताओ एंड वील मेक मोर वीडियोज अराउंड दैट टॉपिक आई होप यू एंजॉय टूडेज एपिसोड दे इज अ लॉट टू लर्न And yes, channel को like और subscribe जरूर कर देना हे हाई कवन वेलकम टू द फ्री लांसिंग सीरीज वेरी वेरी एक्साइटेड टू हैव यू ऑन दिस एपिसोड फॉर द ऑडियंस बिफोर वी बिगेन कवन इज द फाउंडर ऑफ इंडिफोलियो नाउ ही इज ऑल्सो फाउंडर ऑफ गेट क्रिएटर ही इज डन सम इनक्रेडिबल स्टफ नॉट जस्ट एज अ फ्री लांसर बट फॉर a lot of other freelancers and even companies like myself so so excited to have you here uh, would be great if you, if you could also give an introduction to the audience hey thanks for the lovely introduction ayush um so uh, i think ayush covered quite a lot of things i've been running indifolio for the last 8 years uh, started this with my co-founder uh, when we both were in college uh, and the whole idea was to create a community for designers so uh, it's good to hear that you know ayush is saying that we've been able to help a lot of people uh, i also uh, happen to believe the same and uh, i think um, really excited for this session ayush thanks a lot for having me got it let's start with the since this is an episode for and about freelancing let's start with i think get creator and indifolio which is like sure. you are in the business of a uh, gig economy as we'd like to call it so what do you exactly do at get creator and indifolio if you can break down uh, the services the offerings the product absolutely so uh, very simply we want to help freelancers uh, especially with the focus in design and video uh, launch their freelance careers so you know there's a joke in freelancing i'm not sure if you've come across it but um, Okay. Uh, the, uh, my colleague Carl also actually, uh, you know, told this up to me, good six seven years ago that uh, for a freelancer, every time you're thirsty, you have to do your own well, um, and that's why it discourages a lot of people. So we really kept on thinking, can we create like this persistent well first, you know, of opportunities? So whoever wants to uh, get started with something, there is some relevant gig uh, out there. Um, so that's what i think uh, the initial the initial you know idea was let's aggregate the best jobs for designers um today we do uh, everything from you know uh, creating content on social to engage with our audience uh, we want to uh, you know really build the community uh, and go deeper uh, by doing events contests uh, it's little bit on the down low thanks to the pandemic but we are coming back big in the next few months um and i think going ahead uh, we are very passionate about the fact that the future of design the future of creative is going to be independent uh the best talent in the pandemic uh went independent 
but um, the moment you decide to go independent it comes with a lot of hurdles right you have to do sales operations accounting compliance and so on and unlike ayush it's not a cup of tea for everybody so you know uh, the idea is that can we uh, you know be that uh, organization which supports uh, freelancers on these aspects you do your work you create great stuff for clients but everything else is something we'd like to support you with so yeah we'll keep on building towards that vision very interesting so how i first understood it is you do your thing like the thing that you are specialized at and everything else is taken care by other professionals which i think is amazing right because it leads to hyper focus um, a lot of clutter a lot of fire fighting around these things uh, which initially doesn't seem like a lot but eventually can really get to you you really have to juggle a lot and i think this will open up doors for a lot of people who weren't thinking as freelancing as their like potential career option but now they are and one of the more interesting things is how you approach these things um the kind of clients the kind of companies indifolio and get creator is associated with freelancers can only possibly a lot of freelancers were only dreaming of working with these companies right it was a major aspiration for them that one day i'm going to work with a company like that which is also made possible i feel by companies like you because you know business and a freelancer is not inherently supposed to know business if they know business then great but they're not inherently supposed to know business and i think right. that is tremendous even your instagram page i i followed regularly how you're forming the community your jokes and even everything <laughs> the content around freelancing is also like a lot of fun so i think uh, right. this is a big contribution to the gig economy that you and your team like are making it's incredible Hey, thanks a lot. I think shout out to Shreya and Martan for uh, actually handling social media uh, for the last few months very well. Uh, but right. hey, thanks, thanks a lot. Super. I want to take uh, a step back, rewind a little, and focus on you. You were a freelancer before you started this, right? And I want to. I'm really intrigued to know that part of the journey since this this podcast slash episode is for people who are either freelancer or are getting into freelancing. what was freelancing like a what were you freelancing in and tell me a little bit about like you know those days sure thing sure thing um i don't know uh, actually some people may know but uh, there is andrew kramer which uh, you know i think has been for any motion designer he's like god uh, he also has taught me uh, so many things so he recently had come out uh, this is when i was i think in the 9th or i think the 10th grade and uh, he had come out with uh, this thing called element 3d uh, which you know kind of introduced me to the whole world of 3d motion graphics and that is the niche i had kind of picked upon um before that uh, i actually started freelancing casually in the 8th grade uh, i used to you know i had a, a upwork account and again i used to be really good with after effects with shape animations and things like that and whenever i used to get some time i used to keep on you know learning and doing some chotu motu freelancing uh, but when element 3d came out um, i really saw my work just getting enhanced in like 3 months and it gave me a lot more confidence to be like hey you know let me set up my own creative studio um, and i remember uh, i was studying biology and there was this iadopsin uh, uh, thing which i learned uh, which is called visual purple and visual violet basically things which enable color and light 
so i was like hey that's a that's a good name let me let me launch something called visual violet creative solutions if you okay. go to my linkedin even you'll you'll find that so it was a studio which was just me with my macbook actually i had an imac that time me and my imac we just sit and you know create uh, stuff for people in india and abroad and the best source of my clients that time was, was my college festival sponsors so who used to go about and sponsor something uh they used to uh you know i used to definitely do outreach i was always good with that uh but they used to also have proof of work saying hey who made this intro of uh, you know this college festival who did these graphics and they really liked that so it, i had already built slight trust through my college and that's how i kind of right. started getting my first few clients too so that's that's the journey that that is what i used to do right and then who was your first client and how much did you get paid for that job I I don't exactly remember the name I think uh, it was Cafe something something they were trying okay. to create some online platform uh, I designed their logo for I think some 4000 bucks and uh, they didn't end up kind of uh, you know I think paying me or something saying they they were not very happy with it Oh man and uh, and uh, since that time only I was super aggressive I I remember I I my dad's a lawyer so I was lucky that way I, I I kind of told him that these people are not really replying to me what do I do and uh, he went ahead and uh, you know I think uh, I I just told him to use his email signature and draft some email so they're a little scared and then I got my payment so that is what I did for, <laughs> that is how my first client project went. <laughs> it's really cool and and w- since then of course uh, before get creator uh, what were you charging your clients like at that time what was the average of the industry for motion graphics or designing hmm so i think um, once i became more confident in the kind of work i did and the the first thing i realized is there's no money with individuals um honestly speaking you really need to beef yourself up so a brand which is a real problem and has uh, you know deadlines uh they are the right customers they have just more clarity and uh, i started working with a few of them i think uh, eureka fobs and uh, manpasand uh, the guys who make mango sip uh, again through referrals uh, you know i was able to get them and they were uh, you know two of my uh, i think biggest clients that point in time uh, i i remember charging a lakh for a video once uh because um, i i had done some googling i had uh, you know uh, done some digging around how much agencies charge and when i saw that number you know i mean my eyes went all the way back in my head saying what people make so much money i should at least be charging a lakh uh, so i right. remember getting my away with uh, away uh, you know getting my way with some brands through that but uh, most of them said no and i think the average was around 20 30000 bucks for like mm-hmm. a minute long animated video i think i used to uh, essentially charge that money yeah interesting and, and what's the max that you have built like a client as a freelancer, as a freelancer? yeah as a freelancer uh yeah it has to be i think one of those one one and a half lakh 3d element 3d videos right. that done I, i was quite good with the 3d so whenever i get an opportunity to uh get into that i used to you know just charge them at least a minimum of a lakh um hmm. and yeah i think it's probably something around 1 and a half lakh rupees that's how much i made in one invoice it's really cool yaar um something interesting that you told me was the you you not getting paid and i think that's a 
it's a recurring problem uh, within the industry as well what i'm trying to understand is after learning uh, all these things was there an sop that this is what happens before a client is onboarded after they are onboarded and after the work is done did you did you set up a process even if it was rough what was it definitely so i think it really comes down to qualifying your client you know um, remember that if you're going to be doing a 10000 rupee job or a 1 lakh rupee job uh, for an individual or for an apple for you you're investing the same amount of energy to a point so it's really about the choice you make on who you want to work with you can only be the person who determines your roi so i started getting more and more careful with that i think generally for me uh, my first call with a potential lead used to be make or break uh, i mm. think over a period of time i also got damn good at understanding you know the client and um, it i think it's all again i think i've mentioned this before but it's all about clarity the client has i think they don't need to know the what and how of things saying what do i exactly want how do i exactly do it it's fine i'm hired for that but why do you want something if that's not clear uh, for the client then it's definitely going to be a big problem because they don't know what to benchmark you against and for and they will never give you that approval and they'll mm-hmm. keep on digging you in circles because even they are confused um so i used to and always, then they'll blame you yeah. and they'll exactly. most probably because, blame you yeah you know outsourcing again uh, outsourcing is done because somebody wants to blame somebody just always remember that so um, <laughs> you know it's very important for you to actually know um you know uh, what you are committing to because your enemy which is getting hired to be blamed saying ah these people were the reason you know this did not go well but if it goes well see i i, I found the right team it's always there and the the faster you accept that yeah. the happier you will be uh, so yeah i think it's that initial call and understanding are their objectives right uh, are they are they you know having a good headspace which is something important to tell you about an sop or a process something actionable the audience can learn from something as simple as sending them a detailed questionnaire uh, helps quite a lot the way they answer that how soon do they answer that uh, you know do you have to follow up three times just to get an answer on their brief you know all those things are extremely uh, important to uh, you know uh, make a note of especially when a client comes to you saying i want everything yesterday and i want you to burn the midnight oil and then they take five days to get back to you with like 10 questions that's a red flag saying that hey you're just lying to me and this is maybe not that important to you in the first place and you seem that kind of a client who wants to just go fast because why not so yeah stay away from those clients right i think red flags is something which is a very interesting point and and a good segue to our next question is what are some like potential like five six red flags that are definitely a no go like you look at them and you're like no <laughs> i think uh, number one is uh uh the client shouldn't be an asshole um i think you should never uh, put yourself up to that so that's number one work with good people uh, you deserve that second thing uh, like i said clarity uh, if they don't know why they are doing this exercise what's the core problem uh it will be difficult for you as an external person to get to that first principle problem so that's going to be very important um 
thirdly you know clients who don't lead by example right something i just mentioned saying hey, hey it's damn urgent i want everything yesterday if you are only not putting in the effort to give me feedback on time you're not only putting in the feedback to you know uh, respond quickly uh, that's going to be an issue fourth is collaborative uh, if if uh, they need to understand that it's you and me who both will come to the right decision because i will be i'll be as good as your yes or no so you know if there's someone who just expects us to do the move the entire mountain by ourselves uh it's never going to happen so i think those four things definitely come to my mind um there are some clients who also have egos which i've seen um saying hey how can i be wrong about my business decisions how can i be you know how can you tell me that my uh, you know approach has never worked blah 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 because you know often what happens is and the, the the more professional you get the more diagnostic you'll get saying you know what you don't need emailers you know you probably need something else altogether um and if they're open to such such, such ideas and that's a good sign if they are not it's going the engagement will crash and burn eventually yeah hmm i think make a lot of uh, makes a lot of sense and uh, definitely some things that to the audience you should definitely take care of i i stand by almost every single point and it does make a lot of sense and i think a, a big part of making sure that the relationship is right between you and your client is client servicing um which a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to like if you look at bigger agencies they charge a lot and one of the core reasons they charge a lot is because they've set teams for everything a creative rarely talks to the client right probably in 10 or 20% of the cases when you know the, um, either the relationship is very strong or there there's only something that can only be communicated to a creative and not to an account manager and an account manager's job is to just manage expectations which in this case the freelancer has to do now my question is how do you go about this because this is where i see freelancers struggling a lot i'll give you an example um like a lot of times today uh, there are like as you mentioned there are red flags right there could be another red flag which could be xyz now freelancers would look at them and just sort of put them on on like a piece of paper that this is the bible that i'll stand by but a lot of times it's not the case a lot of times it's also understanding the client right a lot of times they could be genuine but they could be doing something uh, they they could be committing a mistake just for this one period of time or they could be genuinely busy in other some other thing or they could be genuinely in a problem which neither you can solve neither they can solve at the moment and and sort of seeing through that is what an account account manager's job is that understanding that person so once you have identified that probably this client is not right or you haven't identified when it comes to client servicing what are some three four things that you feel post ye to sabko pata hona chahiye if this you must know i think as a freelancer uh you have to stop being afraid i think a lot of things break there in servicing saying that you know what if i am a little aggressive and i put up my foot saying hey this is wrong and what if they cancel the project tomorrow remember that if somebody cancels a project midway mostly it's the client which will face a bigger pinch than you because your enemy is creating something for the client and it's a it's a mandate and it's urgent because of a global timeline you know promises made to management etc so um uh, don't be afraid uh, secondly i think your tonality always needs to be polite but needs to be firm at the same point in time uh, uh 
put things on email it's such a small thing but i persistently see freelancers creatives just don't do that and you know then things are everywhere if you see servicing departments they do a lot of emailing but they mainly do emailing you know they take an email from you or they give it to that they take this they take that and they kind of you know draft things for everybody so that's important saying it this is what you said and that's why i'm doing this that is it formally and politely keep on addressing that particular thing um another thing you'll see a lot of servicing folks do very well is just talk to clients you know just have that window of communication with them speak to them ask them how are you uh check on that one thing they told you on a previous call about another launch ask them right. how it went right i think that generally builds uh you know some level of uh <coughs> a relationship beyond that particular work order which is what you'll have to leverage when things are going south um so i think these are definite things you know um you could be using to do servicing better one disclaimer i'd like to give to ayush all of this breaks when um uh you don't end up doing good work so remember that all of this only works and being firm only works when you are somebody who's really good and the client knows that because if you're someone who's anyway just delivering two days late not picking up the call uh you know after like calling you 10 times um the clients anyway just losing trust and you being a little firm will add fuel to the fire so i uh, remember to be professional and deliver quality uh then only servicing can be successful i think that makes so much more sense because um i've seen a lot of freelancers just complain that um uh this is not right this that but, but then i look at the quality of work that they are providing and it's not like they're not talented a lot of times i've seen freelancers underperform as well uh because of whatever reason it may be uh maybe uh, they took the job because they had to and they didn't want to uh or could be some other reason maybe uh, the client negotiated that like really really hard and they couldn't say no could be any reason and that is what pinches me when you're in the job make sure you give it your 100% there is no ifs and buts then when you're in the job it's 100% in or out if it's not in then you are not doing a good job the client no matter how bad like in you know, from a definition point of view the, the client is it is your mistake first and then like anybody else's because you were supposed to be the professional in this case to deliver the service absolutely right. and you know to go back to what we discussed in the start this motivation will come when you pick the right client right, right. Uh, if it's a big enough client if it's a recurring client you know they're going to cause great impact in your pnl then mm. you'll generally be motivated and you know our our hu- humans are you know very malleable that way so you have to tell yourself you have to put yourself in situations which will motivate you so right. don't take that you know vibes illustration wedding card thing <laughs> because you know you're going to get paid 4000 rupees you know to 20 iterations and nobody's ever going to be happy uh, you don't <laughs> want to show resilience there so yeah right i think one thing i'd like to add is that um a lot of times a lot of clients that you think are bad are not bad actually they're just bad for you right uh, just like any relationship uh, sometimes it just doesn't fit and it might not be your fault it might not be their fault because i've done this to myself where um 
you know i either i had a freelancer and they didn't do a good job and we ended up having a conflict and they were like oh, i used you are a bad client and i'm like you are a bad freelancer and similarly because i run an agency uh, we we tell people that oh you are a bad client and they they tell us oh you are not the right more often than not it's not bad it's more it's more of you're not the right fit for them again keeping in mind that the work is good right it's uh, that part that that part remains constant throughout that if the work if the work is good and these are things on top of that i think it absolutely. um absolutely that happens all the time in life yeah like your exes end up having great relationships with other people <laughs> your employees you know sometimes just don't work with for you do yeah. exceptional work at some other places as well so yeah that's yeah, always going to be the case i think beautifully brings us to like my last question which almost every single freelancer has how do you crack clients how do you get high ticket clients and you know uh, i think for people who don't know get creator is doing an amazing job if you are a like a creator in the designing and video space you must reach out to them and you must work with them but apart from that as like a resource to get clients what are some other ways one can start cracking business so i think today it's quite easy uh i mean it's a double edged sword it's easy to start but it's probably difficult to convert now because it is so easy for everybody to start today right um what's consistently worked well for me as a freelancer even as the ceo uh, of a company doing sales is um, cold emails um craft really really good cold emails and trust me the industry we are in right now is booming um everybody has work and everybody is like talent in india mein so if you are if you think you're good if you think you're confident in your services you will get hired now what happens is uh, people don't understand how cold emails work um they often send mails to four people and don't get a reply in two days and they don't even follow up and then they are very sad saying oh nobody likes me that's not the way you know you have to go about something uh Uh, if anybody's done cold emailing you know it's it's a lot of it's a, it's a quantum game <clears throat> right now um so that's fun right saying don't give up easily follow up that's the magic word follow up that's where you get the maximum replies um and um um uh, if i were to take a step back actually uh just realize that you know we're talking to folks who are maybe about to just start freelancing too um a lot of freelancers na they may start doing sales too early or they may start wanting clients too early around if you don't really have that one identifier of uh, your uh, skill set right saying hey what's that one great thing your what's that one thing you're great at uh, that's going to be a problem um so it it could be that uh, you know you're really good with um um branding for fintech or it could be somebody who's great with packaging for a d2c company um even if you're not really good at it uh, or you don't know if you are uh, an expert in that industry make us you know a fictitious project i think uh, designers have that advantage right like no uh, sales or operations or management person will ever be able to say this that hey i am envisioning a red bull 360 degree campaign and i hear it's made you can make it you and me can sit on our right. laptop and make each and every touch point of a 360 degree campaign so go and create that um and once you have that focus in your portfolio approach those kind of companies so i always work backwards saying hey uh, i want to work with um, 
you know let's say um, uh, uh, coca cola and kfc let's say uh, okay what do they want what are the usual things they do um, okay they do illustrations these days on packaging okay uh, can we uh, can i come up with some various you know uh, uh, special edition packaging concepts and start documenting them first after that link that one link in your por- in, in, in of your portfolio uh, in your uh, cold outreach and back it up saying why you think coca cola india uh, will benefit from a custom packaging like that um and you know shoot that email out to coca cola and other you know beverage companies out there you could even go to the smaller ones like maybe a moonshine who've just come into the industry they are there the friction to work with them is far lesser as compared to a coke um and keep on doing that entire follow up process you will end up bagging a client remember when you're mailing something very contextual saying hey here is a pitch for moonshine uh to moonshine they will stop and at least check it out and then it's up to your delivery and how good you are to actually impress them but it's these small things which work really well um incentivize your existing clients to refer you <clears throat> um it could start by something as small as please please ek bar refer kar do and when they refer you know you send them something really nice uh anything from like a bottle of alcohol to be something custom made or give them 20% off their next bill uh which you know they give you <coughs> if you incentivize referrals even clients will then want to samne se be like you know what kavan's a good guy let me go and you know refer my two three friends to kavan referrals is a great way to also you know start um uh you know getting more and more clients um and um, a lot of people are talking about this as well i think if you want big clients start solving big problems i don't know i don't know where i read that uh <laughs> or i saw that uh but uh, i think it was one of these lots of folks talking about freelancing so start solving big problems right and what are big problems is something you really need to identify um that's where you'll uh, actually start succeeding um a lot of folks get into the rut of doing just social media and i think um, that's fine it's a recurring billing easy to do job uh, but it will be difficult for you to you know cut out of clutter there in fact uh, and again i think ayush can uh, vouch this or endorse is better you rather start with something uh, much more differentiated and once you crack that client to the differentiated service you slap on social media email marketing etc uh to increase your billing increase your attention of your clients uh, and so on so i think these are strategies which you know hopefully you will also learn in ayush's course uh but um uh this is what i think differentiates a professional freelancer from a casual freelancer uh start thinking like you're a businessman you know how much ever you hate it remember that a better communicator who can talk business is going to perform 10 times better then that designer who just does great work but is bad in everything else this is so incredible especially um you know what you said towards the towards the end there is in fact a module in the course as well which is don't think of yourself like a freelancer think of yourself as a one person agency uh, a lot of your like your mindset will shift the moment you start yeah. thinking like a business you start thinking in terms of not expenses investments and these shifts will will change the way you communicate uh, the confidence that you have 
which can really um, change the game for you especially i've seen uh, these soft skills and how you present yourselves change the way people look at you and and you can like it's it's one step forward in, in getting that high ticket client absolutely you'd be shocked that um obviously i will not take names but i have had some really good people uh, in our talent network be rejected because the clients felt that they are not exciting enough they are not interested enough they don't seem impressive <laughs> enough and um you know i i i i am uh, biased there i mean honestly speaking i think proof of work should be the most important but um you know to be honest that's just the 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 way the world works you know uh, they really need to you are you're trusting another human and creative services are expensive you know if you just put yourself out there we are not like cheap uh, i mean there are people who do undercut everybody but generally creative services are not cheap they are they're decently priced and somebody wants to you know give you that 1 lakh to 5 lakh rupee project they need to trust you man saying that yaar i am a founder or i am a marketer i've never trusted you how many people are you one two or oh, damn will mm-hmm. you do a good job they are really scared and, and communication is the only way you'd be able to you know uh, make them trust you so get better with that and you know i used to stammer so much in school i used to have a huge issue uh, generally uh, speaking up and telling something to the class and the reason i have gotten better with it is just by trying you know and putting myself out there maybe sometimes you know getting laughed at by my friends but that's okay that's the process to actually get stronger with your communication as well so uh, it's a skill you have to invest in as a freelancer super thank you so much kavan for this it was amazing having you on this episode and all the very best for your journey and thank you so much for helping so many freelancers thanks a lot ayush this was uh, great to be here good luck with your course and owl thank uh, you very excited by what uh, you guys are anyway which is up to uh, so yeah i'll see you soon take care